0: Hi, my name is Ryan Quinn. Hi, I'm Spencer Robson. And this is David Cook, and you're listening to Walk Left the Left Podcast.
1: And I'm Marty Chidorik. Thanks for joining us. A returning theater company, Rarely Pure Theater producing the pillow man i'm very pleased that uh, that you were able to join me so uh tell me a little bit about uh what attracted i mean the script has been making the rounds for a little while now yeah, yeah. fabulous scripts mm-hmm. what what attracted you to it
2: it's something the three of us uh and the other two actors have been speaking about doing since uh, we were all in university together mm-hmm. And uh, I think the play asks a lot of really interesting questions and doesn't necessarily provide answers. And I think that's that's the best we could hope for, is that it provokes discussion. And it's one of the most intriguing plays I think I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: David introduced the play to me when we were going into a class called Grad Recital, and he, he, he pointed out a, a piece that he thought that would be good for me to use, like a monologue piece, an audition piece. And I read the whole play, and and we both agreed one day we have to do this. And uh, I'm really glad that it's happening now. I thought it was going to be much further down the road, but I'm really excited to be doing this because every single person involved is as passionate about it as I am, and that doesn't always happen with doing theater work. So uh, it's a bit of a blessing that we could have everyone here. Because David is uh, not actually from around here. Anymore. (laughs) Anymore. Anymore.
0: (laughs) Actually, it's it's really cool that we're doing this here in Toronto. I moved to Greece about a year and a half ago, a little longer than that, and was actually talking with Spencer not long after I got there about doing the Pillow Man over there, because uh, the Greeks have a very special relationship with their police. Um, It's not (laughs) at all a cozy uh, one. And the play deals a lot with police power and police brutality and situations like that. So I thought it would be a great chance to work in something over there in English. And two days after I brought it up to Spencer and talked to a director and everyone was keen about it, I found a company in Greece, in Athens, doing the play in Greek. So that was the end of that for a while. (laughs) And then I had a chance to come back over and they uh, threw this idea forward and off we go. Yeah, the window just opened up, so so happy to be able to do it.
1: So did you all know each other?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. We were um most of us were in the same graduate, all of us. All, all of were us were in the yeah. same graduating year, director, all the actors. So we all have a very uh specific language that we all understand. We've all worked together many times before. So that barrier didn't have to be broken because it wasn't even there. So yeah.
0: First week of rehearsals
3: has been good. Yeah, it's Mm, been great. Very good. It's been great.
0: (laughs) A lot of um, opportunities at the school. Um, The the faculty were very supportive of that and made the studio theater in the school available for student productions. So even before people graduate and leave, there's uh, a lot of opportunity to say, I want to do a show and have faculty support, have people from the the technical programs uh, helping out with lighting, costume, uh, so, you know, I guess it's kind of already there for for uh, the Windsor kids. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our classes are so based
3: on uh, collective creation uh, devised work that um, it feels weird to to um, simply go for an audition, per se, and then just wait for something to happen. That's not really how um, myself, that's not really what I took um from my training it's, it's constantly working on something and there's always something mm-hmm. that you can be
2: doing and there's always people available especially at mm-hmm. this
3: point in our careers i mean just just yeah. mention it to somebody and just have an idea
2: if if you're sitting around all day waiting for the phone to ring you're going to get bored you're going to lose the the spark of creativity mm-hmm. you're going to lose the reason you're doing this in the first place and
0: you get rusty too yeah, yeah. And i am not i don't speak greek well enough to act over there so um, I've been doing a couple of workshops since I've been back to kind of shake that off and get back into English uh, acting. <laughs> yeah, acting
3: and directing is very much like a like a muscle you have to work
1: Yeah, no, it was interesting because I mean, I'm I'm thinking back now to my chat with Mo talking about mm-hmm. her wanting to you know wanting Rarely Pure to be this company of oh you've got an idea let's do it you know and it sounds like you know you came with the play and the the people to yeah. to pull it off and uh what is it like for you then to be directing a group that you have this much familiarity with
2: it it feels very comfortable in that i've developed uh, a shorthand with these guys i mean by necessity they've become a second family to me. And while I was away in university, you know, that almost became more of a first family at times. You know, my real family was the second. Um, I know that sounds (laughs) awful. That sounds horrible. That sounds like a terrible thing to say. But when you see people eight hours a day, every single day Mm -hmm. for, you know, four years,
0: he doesn't even have to tell us we suck. We just see his eyes start to twitch and we know it's not going well.
2: (laughs) But, um, it's nice to know that, you know, whatever I'm thinking of, that they're willing to give it a shot and there's never that barrier of judgment, um, which is, which is incredible.
3: And, and we're constantly saying, you know, just, just be honest. Don't, don't Mm -hmm. sugarcoat it. Just, just tell me, tell me what you want. Tell me what you want to try. We've all, again, like I said, we've all been through that with each other that we don't have to have that sort of dialogue anymore it's just jumping right into it which is great yeah. and Ryan had um I was in a directing scene with Ryan in school so um I knew that uh, what he was doing <laughs> he very good as a director so that would be a perfect choice someone that we know he knows the play really well
1: what was the process like around the sort of human resources aspect of it was everybody sort of gravitating towards particular roles both in the play and sort of production wise or was it uh do you kind of go through because i mean it sounds like everybody sort of had had the script and had had a look at it and, and loved it and wanted to work on it how did the how did the chips fall into place how are the egos managed
3: well i I can only speak for myself uh i i after doing the the one uh aerial piece in the show i had a, a an immediate connection and understanding for that character. So I, I I chose, I I suggested to play. Him, so that was easy. But we had a bit of a uh I don't know what you want a to what call it. I don't what know. We I think have? you should there you go. You take it
0: take it away, David. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> part of doing this with with classmates and people you know so well is um you kind of see where people Fit, even when you're reading the play, and as soon as somebody's on board it's like yes you are are good for this part um, and personally i i've known this play for six years or so and love both the the main character and the lead detective um, and was when this idea was first thrown out I would be so happy playing either one and they put me in uh, the the author's role, the weed the role, and I packed my bags and I came over from Greece and uh, went to Windsor for a little while before coming up to Toronto, and while I was there, I got a message from Ryan saying, we think maybe you should be Topolsky, I think the casting works better that way, is that cool?
3: He had grown the biggest beard that I had beard. ever oh, seen. Great, Bushy
0: great big old Billy yeah. Goat
2: beard. Nah. thinking of
0: uh, Keturian, <laughs> and brought clothes for Keturian, uh, so I need to go detective shopping. Um, but yeah, it was uh, we made the, the casting switch with one of the other actors, just because I think appearance-wise and age-wise, it works out better. And I had a little shift where I had to back up out of the work I'd been doing on Keturian and the lines I'd been memorizing, and a little bit of disappointment in saying goodbye to that and then jumping into this other one which I'm having a great time with but um yeah i mean the casting and the process of putting it together and who's doing what has gone really smoothly i think and mm-hmm. everyone's really keen about their parts and mm-hmm. you know um excited to tell those parts of the story mm-hmm.
1: so because there is this both familiarity with the script and a familiarity with each other how do you deal with having that knowledge about people? Because it's it's almost like when you come to a production and you don't know the people, you there there is a bit of that, there's a bit of a gamble. But when you do know the people you're working with so well, I mean you could because you're sort of casting them based on what you've seen them do, what is it like like in terms of I guess pushing people out of their comfort zones? How are you finding the approach to that so that you don't just get what you know you can out of these people?
2: Some of the work we were doing, for example, today at rehearsal i mean one of the one of the things that they teach you a lot about in Windsor is to always be challenging the other actors on stage, and I think part of that is is making it a struggle and I mean this is this is a play where the characters are vicious and cruel and brutal to each other. And it's just in in finding the the exercises or the moments when they're actually pushing each other on stage. Because we know each other so well, there is a safety that's there. That you know no one's going to get hurt, that you know no one's going to take it too far, but you also know that everyone's going to do everything in their power to challenge each other because they're trying to bring each other to the next level, right? So there's a mutual building up by challenging each other. Everyone in the cast wants everyone else to do their best work mm-hmm. possible. And I think that's that's really coming into play. And
3: that that trust that you said of of knowing each other and some people could take that as you you wouldn't go far enough with certain exercises but because we know in absolutely no way anyone's going to get hurt or any feelings are going to be damaged that almost gives you permission to take that extra to take that extra step which is one thing that I found today I mean we we had an exercise where it was just David and myself sitting in a room not necessary just just doing some some character work finding you know our our bodies and our centers and and things like that. And we just sat and had a mostly nonverbal verbal really. in- interrogation for about 35 minutes. You know, just figuring each other out.
0: Maybe um, like five mm-hmm. sentences were spoken yeah. during that entire time. But yeah. just, I think, surprising as much as challenging. Looking for that moment of actual, real connection. And you know we know the script pretty well, and it's beautifully written and has a rhythm and a pace to it, and I think we're just trying not to get sucked into that early in the process, and just really make sure, is that person paying attention to me? I don't think they are, so I'm going to throw him a curveball, and just, Mm -hmm. you know, make him deal with me right now, Mm -hmm. and then uh, see where that takes us, and in general, you know, we went to school together for four years, and we've been out of that for a while now, and I think as individuals and as, uh, as actors, we're still stepping out of the, what would my teachers think of this? <laughs> Am I using my technique properly, phase of development, and into, okay, how do I actually work? How, in this room with these people on this show, do I bring forward something that is fresh and surprising and alive? And uh, I think, yeah, in that respect, we do have the shared vocabulary to talk about a certain exercise or technique or remind ourselves of that, but also we have our own personalities mm-hmm. and are kind of driving towards becoming those individual artists. So, and we've all yeah, had very not... different experiences since since leaving the school. Exactly, so that that comes into play as well.
3: We all just know to. Uh... Step, step up to the plate I, I, I guess a challenge is always met nothing is is um, shoved under the table questions aren't afraid to be
0: asked I had a moment uh, before we started rehearsing well before where I caught myself thinking about this as a, a classmates project where you know I was coming to Canada and they put this together and it's great but you know it's happening just because we know each other and i realized that was completely idiotic we're putting on a show you know it's not about i know these guys and we're doing ourselves a favor so this is easy or you know lesser somehow than doing work no we're doing work and we're all taking it you know very seriously on that level
2: mm-hmm. um i think that the the since the play is so constantly surprising and that i'm taking a lot of what i'm doing and not to not to discount the ideas that we're coming up okay. with in rehearsal and the new things we're getting from there, but to always go back to the script, and to always go back to what I'm trying to do, and and that has been so far my my challenge is to remain objective and to not factor in as much the familiarity, but look at it as a piece of work that actors are doing, and to me that that's always going back to the text and always going back to the ideas and always going back to the situations that I know everyone I'm working with is a very, very professional actor where I feel and I know that I can treat them as actors when we're in the rehearsal space, not as friends. And that's, that's really the most important thing. And that's, it's, going to be a challenge for me but I'm looking forward to it and it's been great so far that uh, that line doesn't feel like it's there it feels like I'm working with actors on text you know the shorthand makes things easier at times but it's never a shortcut
1: how have you found uh, dividing your roles between the sort of creative and the, the production side of your work on this project
3: Well, started as a project coordinator a few months ago, finding the space and and contacting people to get involved and organizing some of the publicity stuff. And that was was a challenge in itself, but I found that I had a lot of help. I found that uh, it was something that I could manage. But now getting into rehearsals, it's getting a little bit tight. But uh, everyone else involved, like Monique and our new stage manager, who's also involved in the company, uh, Christina, Bryson, and we've had other help from other friends like Warren Dobby and a whole bunch of other people that have been sort of taking some of the responsibilities now that they've been sort of set up, and there's a, sort of a list of things and a list of contacts, and there are some guidelines for people to follow. It's a little bit easier to pass some of this off, and now I can move on to the not strictly creative side yet entirely. there's still a, there's still a few production things left to do, but um, yeah, that was definitely uh, that was definitely a challenge. Mo's one of those people that I've known for such a long time. And when she was working on her first production, I was in Ottawa working on another production, so I couldn't really help out. So as soon as I knew that she was gonna start doing something like this and that it, it turned out really well and she wanted to keep doing it, I said, Well, I kinda wanna work with you. I can't trust you so much. Um, I know you do good work. Uh so yeah. Uh Again, just had this idea, and she said yes, go for it. So that's a bit of a blessing. Um, yeah, it's good how she's set it up. Like like what you were saying, anyone that uh, we know or that has a has a good idea, just to come forward with it. And the idea of the company is um, to have a collection of resources, and when people aren't aren't working on other shows, to come together and help out with with uh, with the company or with someone else's idea. It's it's worked really well for this production and the last production, so hopefully it continues. You know, what uh, what space are you guys performing this in? We're performing in Propeller Gallery. It's Queen and Ossington. Uh, they've never had a uh, I guess a play or a theater performance in there before, so they're just about as excited as we are. Mm-hmm. So they've been very accommodating.
2: We got the play asks a lot of interesting questions about the role of the artist, the responsibility of the artist. When at what point you know upon leaving the artist does the art become its own entity or is it always you know part and parcel with with its creator and what better place to put something like that on than an art gallery?
1: Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking some some time out of your busy schedule and uh, and having this chat. Thank and, you. Uh, thank, well, thank you for having us. us. The Pillow Man running from the
3: twenty seventh of February, which is a Wednesday, to the third of March, which is a Sunday, and only um only forty seats. Per show. We're going to get all those people in that gallery.
2: <laughs> Ten bucks per ticket. And tickets for the uh, propeller shows are available on uh, ticketbreak.com. ticketbreak.com.
1: Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca.